Welcome to the audio podcast, the weekly sermon of the First Presbyterian Church of Brooklyn. We continue our multi-access worship both online and our recently renovated sanctuary. Sunday morning service is in person at 11 a.m. and we are live on firstchurchbrooklyn.org as well as the church Facebook page at facebook.com slash firstchurchbrooklyn. All one word, no spaces. Now, this week's message. Take a moment to get centered. And God knows we need to be centered now, given the things that we, uh, we are facing. Um, in the tradition of Dr. Paul and Dr. Thurman, we thought we would just do a, a minute of meditation. This is a singing bowl from my tradition, the Tibetan Buddhists. And if you would, just uh, sit still, sit up straight, close your eyes, and we'll just um, sit collectively together, mindfully together, for a short time. You can focus on your breath, going in and going out. The miracle of that breath. We can focus on being back together. I'm happy to see so many people who helped me write Paul's story. So many members of Paul's family and to be back in this house of love. As long as Paul was here, as long as I've been visiting this church, this has been a house of love. May we allow the compassion of our hearts to overflow in a continuous stream towards all those around us. You know, Alice Walker says, when we're silent long enough, people, faces, places appear in our minds. And so, now let me, let me just ask, uh, I mean, I, I see some of you all, and you were very little when I was here some 16 years ago. And now you've grown up. So let me just say, I'm, I'm making peace with you. We have, we have a peace treaty here. So just, you know, just understand that. So, because, uh, you know, I baptized many of you, did some of your weddings. And we did some of the services of uh, going home. But it's, it's so good uh, to be here and to have this, this time together. So... We're balancing what Harriet taught us in terms of being silent so we can listen to the deep. 
You must listen to the deep within you. You must also pay, pay attention to the clues. Life is always, always providing us with clues. And we're on our cell phone, so we don't even get a chance to think about what those clues are. They just pass us by. And let me just be clear. I am so sick of Joe Namath and all those others, you know, who make those commercials. Have you been watching that? I, 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 was, I was just saying, could, could they just give us a break? And, uh, you know, I, I know about Social Security and I know, you know, about my, I'm not giving out my zip code. Why would I do that? <laughs> so, so, you know, when we get, we get all, so there's all, the, all of this noise. And it's difficult for us to really be centered and focused upon what life is about. And don't be too much navel gazing with the January 6th committee. It is, it is important. Don't misunderstand me. But that's, we do a lot of navel gazing about that. And we need to keep it in perspective and, and understand that, that there's a lot going on. So while you're navel gazing, navel gaze about the Ukraine. Look at those, look at those photos there. Look at what's happening, what's happening there and let that, let that speak to you. So Dr. King talks about the fierce urgency of now. You got it? So what do you think that means? What, what did Dr. King mean by that? Let's just do a little pop quiz. What, what, when you see the words, the first fierce urgency of now, what comes to mind? Nicole, what comes to your mind? Caught you, didn't I? Don't wait, that's right. Why? Why can't we wait? What's so difficult about waiting? Pay attention. Pay attention. Yes. So show up. That's, that's another thing. You, you have to show up. About what they're urging. What, yes. Are there some false urgencies today? We know many of them, don't we? So I, I, I started with, 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 the, with this pop quiz because, first of all, I want to know if you all are still smart. <laughs> and the answer is yes. yes the, the, the answer uh, is definitely uh, uh, yes. So, so what is the fierce urgency of now I want to use what you've heard many times before. I want to use a paradigm of a deep sea diver. So for the next few minutes, you're going to be deep sea divers. Because in order to, to come to terms with so, so much that is going on, uh, we need to learn what it means to be a deep sea diver. So here are some things about the deep sea diver that you're going to be First, the thing, the diver goes down to a level, and that level is called the belt of the fishes. Stay with me now. The belt of the fishes. You know what the belt of the fishes is? Look around you. Seriously, look around. Turn around. Look around. So, were many ethnicities, male, female, Black, white, gay, straight, 
That's the belt of uh, the fishes. And, and, and we created the belt of the fishes in this first level here at First Church. Well, I've been gone 16 years, so we started then. So we know it's possible. It's possible. But we get caught up in the belt of the fishes and, and, and we think we've made it. That's the difficulty. So in the belt of the fishes, people are, you're all pretty cool in here, aren't you? You've got a beautiful choir. You know, you had a beautiful pastor. And, uh, you know, I was here for a while. I'm good looking and, you know, all of that stuff. <laughs> so so it, was, it, was, it was really pretty cool, right? We had a great time and, and it has continued. But the belt, of, the belt of the fishes can fool you. Because you want to stay at that level rather than going to the deeper level. So what do you really know about me? What do I really know about you? Where are the points of my life that hurt me, that, that, the, the things that I'm afraid of? Where are, are, are those touching points in this great, you know, belt of the fishes where we said, oh, we had that one. What, what's your sign say outside? What kind of church are you? What do you what, what's your logo? Say it again, Patty. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> so I'm serious. When you walk past, what does that really, what does it mean? What does it say to someone who is, quote, unchurched? So we need to think about how comfortable it is to remain at the level of the belt of the fishes. Oh, I go to First Church. We're very inter integrated. You know, we have gays and lesbians. We fight the denomination. You know, the former pastor pays no attention to the Book of Order. You know, all, the, you know, all of all of those things. So, so you get defined in that way, and we get caught in the love of the belt of the fishes. And, and so I'm fascinated by that because it's like saying some of my best friends are black, some of my best friends are women, some of my best friends, etc. right? But we've got to move beyond that because in the, in, in, for the fierce urgency of now, we have to do what King talks about again, to be dangerously unselfish. To be dangerously unselfish means you are willing to die. You are willing to, to stand up for the things that are unpopular. You are willing to walk the walk. That's what it means to be dangerously unselfish. And you can't hide, even though it's good, I want to be clear about it, you know, diversity is good. But you don't want to stop there because if you stop there, there's no movement. There, there, there's very little change. So the level of the belt of the fishes, I, I have a good example of that. You know, I'm, I'm a diversity ex, you know, person. I'm an, I say I'm an expert and so forth. And, uh, but I hadn't been tested until one day 
we, when we were living in Atlanta, in, in my oldest daughter who's sitting over there, uh, somebody drove into our driveway like 35 miles an hour in my driveway uh, in a convertible, jumped out of the convertible and said, is Kathy there? I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You're white. You're, you're in this convertible. You, you, you might have run over my big dog while you, the way you drove into my, you know. But the fact of the matter, it took me back because I was tested. My firstborn. And you're talking about, is she home? <laughs> and so... I realized that I was kind of stuck in the level of the belt of the fishes. And, and we can become very complacent if we stay there, if we stay there. So then the diver goes down to the next level. And that level is called the abyss of darkness. Imagine the abyss of darkness. And so the diver has a sudden spasm of panic and fear because he felt safe at the level of the belt of the fishes. So, so why should I go any deeper than that? And so the diver goes down to the level that's called the belt of the fishes. So when the diver looks back, he sees nothing but darkness. And so he wants to go back to the area where he's familiar, where he feels at home, you know, where everybody welcomes him, you know, and everybody's on the same page. So the abyss of darkness is like when the guy who drove in my backyard decided he wanted to marry my daughter. So, so when you look at, so when you look at it from, the, from a perspective of race, it gets tested out when you say, you want to go to the double the D? Show me your daughter. Share some of your wealth with me. Because the, the, the level that of, of the abyss of darkness is where the stuff starts happening. And we get stuck there. We're afraid to be there. We're afraid to, to take on the real issues of life. And so... Jeffrey and Cannon uh, Hamlin, another person going to join us tomorrow uh, on Tuesday with, uh, with Mark Morial to talk about the silence of the church and all that's going on. We build structures. We, we have all of these things, this stuff that we do. I, this is the first time I've had this robe on in, in five years, and it's hot. So, you know, we, we have to be very careful about the things that really frighten us are the things we need to go after. That's what we need to Thank you. But basically, we, we avoid what we fear, don't we? I fear my wife. In that order, it's I fear my wife and I fear God. In that order. Be, because even though we've been married 62 years, there are, there are some points at which it's like the abyss of the darkness. You've got to figure out some stuff.
You, 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 I mean, that's where it really happens when, when you say, well, I can leave. Yeah, so, okay, you can leave. But what, what are you going to when you leave? So the abyss of darkness is where the real questions are being raised. And Dr. King raised them and he, paid, he gave his life. Because he was not afraid to be a part of the abyss of darkness. And furthermore, you know, January 6th, all these other committees are meeting and so forth. Uh, that's borderlining on the abyss of darkness and the, uh, that other level you know, where we're all one and so forth. But we're going to be tested. So you saw, we saw what happened on January 6th, right? But we're, we're, we're told by a certain group of politicians, oh, it wasn't, that didn't happen. It never really happened. It was a love affair. You know, people were, were really, you know, just doing love things. So, you know, so, so think, 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 think about that. that. That truth no longer matters. We haven't any idea what it is because there are few of us willing willing, willing to really be a part of what the abyss of darkness is all about. And the abyss of darkness is telling the truth and being able to pay the consequences for what truth is. At that level, when you're telling the, telling the truth, you're willing to put your life on the line. You're, you're, you're willing to speak truth to power. And speaking truth to power means, you know, it's, it's my mantra. I don't have to be right, but I have to be heard. Think about that, because we're so busy trying to be right and forget what it means for us to be heard. This congregation made it possible for this community and beyond to be heard, and we could back it up by what we were doing and what we were believing and what we were feeling and what we were thinking. So the abyss of darkness is where we need to be in, in, in this country now. So let's just be candid. So what, is, what this stuff is really all about is the fact that a black man from Harvard got elected president. You know that's what this is really about. But we don't hear a whole lot of talking about that because we're stuck in, you know, in the belt of fishes. We're stuck there. We've got all kinds of people in Congress, a new do-nothing Congress, by the way. Uh, and, and so we think it's okay. So in the abyss of darkness, you are not Republican. You are not de a Democrat. You are not independent. You are not whatever. The love of the abyss of darkness, you speak truth to power, and there, there, you decide whether or not you want to be a part of those who totally give their lives to God. I'm here today because when I was in Selma, I was confronted with uh, Nate's dad was with me. We were all in Selma, 
And uh, I had had, as, as Carl did, we had gone through some nonviolence training. And we thought we, we thought we had made it. So when we were leaving the area where all things were taking place with Dr. King, Carl and I were surrounded by a group of, of, of white people, mostly men, you know, shouting all kinds of nasty names and so forth. And um, so I was cool with that for a while until the person spat in my face. Now the truth really comes out. What do I do? So in, in a nanosecond, I say, nobody's going to violate me in that way. And then the next second, Heather, who's here this morning, my second child, was being born. I saw it all just with just a nanosecond. And part of me wanted to, to reach out because I was not going to let somebody violate me. And in the next breath, I saw my daughter about to be born. So the abyss of darkness means I had to make a choice. Carl and I were in our 20s, good health, good shape, and we decided we could run. And so that's what we did. We ran. And we were looking back at them, calling us names and shouting, because they, they, you know, the whole stereotype, I'm black, they couldn't catch me, I'm a runner, you know. <laughs> so we, we just put that out there. So... So at the, 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 the level of the abyss of darkness, that's where you've got to decide, do you want to go deeper? Do you, are you really a child of God? That's what happens at that level. And so finally, the third level is, third level is the luminous darkness the luminous darkness. And you know, at that level, think about it, you're a deep sea diver. So at the level of the luminous darkness, you've got to be what Hildy just did, what Harriet does all the time. You've got to be still. You've got to be still. And if you're still, you're not you know, making the waves in the water. There is a light that appears on down, 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 down deep. And as I said earlier, we're so busy on our, our we don't want to be bothered, so we, you know, we turn on our cell phones when we're on the subway or when we're gone. We don't want to talk to anybody. Just put your, you know, put their cell phone on your ear. You know, I told my grandsons, take those cell phones off when you're walking around New York City. Somebody might run over you. So, so at that level, there is, we're told, there is a light, a light that appears in the luminous darkness. And, and, and at, at this level, the, the, the diver says, I'm home. I'm home. Because... At the level of the luminous darkness, there is God. There is God. And wherever God is, that's where you and I want to be. So we, we, we go 
We do our jobs, we work with our families, but at the end of the day, we want to get to the level of the luminous darkness because at that level, our faith is bigger than our fears. At that level, we know who we are. At that level, we, be, we, we begin to understand what it means to be a child of God. At that level of the luminous darkness is where I shake hands, you shake hands with God. I like that image. I like that image. The deep, the luminous darkness, you begin to shake hands with God. And so I'm clear. You know, Marvin Gaye really was pretty cool. And he and, and, and listen to listen to some of some of his songs, you know what what does he say about war? Absolutely what? And yet where are we? So see we haven't moved if we're thinking about war, we haven't moved away from the level of the luminous darkness. And we've got to move away from that. And another, one of Thurman's quotes that speaks so clearly to the first urgency of now, I just, I hadn't heard it for a while. So when you haven't heard something for a while, it, it, it seems new to you again. And so Thurman says, don't let anyone or anything, got it? Not let anyone or anyone challenge the thermostat of your soul. That is exclusively the territory of God. So whoever, whoever controls your thermostat controls your temperature. Whoever controls your thermostat controls your temperature. Biden does not control my thermostat. Peace controls my thermostat. There are a whole lot of people who, who, who don't control my thermostat because that is the exclusive territory of God. So what I want you to do is to learn how in that level of the luminous darkness to say yes to say yes to God, saying yes to God, and no to hostilities, it's no to all the things that separate and divide us. And then let me close with this. I've been around 87 years, and if there's anything I've learned is that the people I surround myself with and the people you surround yourself with has a lot to do with whom you're going to become. And I say without any uncertainty that of all the four ministries I had, I came alive when I came to First Church. This was my best ministry. This, 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 this is where I learn to be really a child of God. This is where 
you know, we went through a lot of things together where, you know, sometimes I would say, now you all got to remember, I'm the pastor. <laughs> and, and many of you would say, uh, you may be the pastor, but you're wrong. <laughs> so I, I mean that you've got to be able to take that. What makes you think you have all the knowledge? So at the level of the luminous darkness, I go there because that is where God is and that wherever God is, is where I want to be. So I want you to stand, just stand. And I want you to repeat after me. You ready? I am somebody. I may be black, but I am somebody. I may be rich, but I am somebody. I may be poor, but I am somebody. So, 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 I, I love that when, when, when King and Jesse did that, it, you just sort of come, come alive. And, and, and it's like, you know, when you, when you hear the choir, you got to dance. You know, if you just sort of sit there, something wrong with you. <laughs> you know, you know, something's really wrong with you. So it's like one of those, you got to get it in your, oh, it was, uh, what's his name? Get it in your soul. So, so. What we've just done is why there is the fierce urgency of now because we have to reclaim our somebodyness. We have to reclaim what it means to walk together, children. Don't you get weary? There's a great camp meeting in the promised land. At that level, it's my favorite song, right? I don't feel what? Why? Come too far from where I started. Nobody, what? That the what? I don't believe God brought me this far to leave me. That's where we are, folks. That's the experience of, uh, of what it means to be the, the fierce urgency of God is to reclaim what it means to walk together, children, talk together, children, be, be, be what God has called you to be, and that is to stay in the level of the luminous darkness. For there, God teaches you this. God says to you, Jeffrey, come to the edge. You look at me and say, Reverend Paul, it's too high. And I say again, Jeffrey, Come, come to the edge. And Jeffrey says, I might fall. And again, I say to Jeffrey, come to the edge, Jeffrey. And Jeffrey comes. And I push him. <laughs> and he flies. I don't have to say anything else. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's message. We trust you were fed as well as challenged by the content. This audio archive supplements a video library of the entire service. The video, along with music from our internationally recognized gospel choir, is available on firstchurchbrooklyn.org. We provide multi-access worship options both in person and online Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We are live in the sanctuary 
as well as firstchurchbrooklyn.org and the church Facebook page at facebook.com slash firstchurchbrooklyn. All one word, no spaces. Visit firstchurchbrooklyn.org for more information on both online and in-person worship. Remember that now, as always, you are loved.